everyone and this is another edition of Radiant Faces and today I have a very amazing person to me and she's just going to talk to us about any and everything. So Shenwei is someone I've known for years and for like the first is it 10 years or 8 yes, years I of our relationship it was like we were pen pals. <laughs> we're like pen pals in internet age and you know we hadn't seen each other but we grew a very deep friendship and I've learned so much from her and I'm hoping that this whole episode we would all learn everyone listening will learn and get as much as I well not you can never get as much as I get from her because it's been how many years of friendship but at least you know just get thoughts you know get get some ginger for your lives so here goes so show how are you doing Say i'm hi good to yeah hi people yeah thanks Ogo, <laughs> for that intro like Ogo has been my longtime friend and it's just amazing how like we bonded and Ogo, like you know you know the deal like you, you were there for me like you know some of the hard times in my life uh and it's just amazing how god just always orchestrates these things so yeah it's good to be here <laughs> yeah Thank you, darling. So I was saying that, how long have you been married? So I'm going to be married nine years in September. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. That's a long time. That's yeah. a long time. Did you have to, did you have to wait to get married? Like, did you, did you pray for husband and like, how did that work? Or did you just marry your boyfriend? <laughs> so mine is like so like kind of worse. So I wasn't one of those people that had to wait, but I still feel like I was still impatient. So um I had just come out from a five-year relationship, long story. I think I was even transitioning, and I think that it was God's grace that Wale came into my life. Um so I think at the time when I even started, like when we started noticing each other at church, I was just like, Oh my god, this guy be quick, be quick and do what you need to do, you know. <laughs> Uh, and because I think at the time it was such a lonely time in my life. So I don't think I was looking for a guy because I wanted to get married. I wasn't thinking along those lines. I was just looking for somebody to help me kill my loneliness, <laughs> which uh, we'll later discover that it's not always the answer. You know, finding a boyfriend is not always the answer to killing loneliness. <laughs> but yeah, so I think mine just kind of happened. I wasn't waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just lonely. And then, you know, God just brought into my life and I was just like, okay, God, did you you have a list um i never had a list to be honest i never i never had a list i think that i always so at the time i wasn't really like i wasn't really matured in my relationship with god so i would say more of my needs or my emotions were kind of carnal to be honest i Mm. think i was just looking Mm. for a swag guy Mm. i was looking for a dapper guy the guy that fits Mm -hmm. that kind of picture that when both of you step out you're like hey see Mm -hmm. this couple Mm -hmm. so uh so i never had a list i just felt like I don't know if I gel with anybody I gel but I think my focus mm-hmm. was just more trying to build my relationship with God so mm-hmm. I didn't but, have a list did to be the, did the so how long did you guys court for so we actually met in 2008 and then so okay. he proposed in 2010 okay okay. Um, okay so I'd say he asked me to be his girlfriend in 2009 I think Oh uh, yeah, so when think, people were still very cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know just this assume. is <laughs> <You> just assume. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'll say we courted for like two years. 
Okay. Two, two point That's something cool. years. Yeah, before. That's yeah, nice. before. So I know that you've been waiting on God for a baby mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that you were able to come on this show or this podcast to talk, talk us through that waiting journey. What I've seen more often than not is people talk about that journey after, you know, everybody's just like, nobody really shares what they've been through during. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. always like, after like when the baby comes or when the marriage comes or when the job comes like people don't really share the ups and the downs and the journey like and then when they even share it's like because the joy has come right you don't even describe the journey the way that the people that are in it can you know it's like you're <laughs> skipping so many things because you've yeah. already come out you know what i mean like when you, I know. When you want to explain labor you'll be yeah. like ah, it was tough oh but then but you just you're so quick to talk about the baby that has come that you don't describe the hours of which you just say i was in labor for 14 hours you won't nobody can really understand what happened during those 14 mm. hours so i'm very very grateful that you would agree to talk about it while in it and to be honest i don't even know how to tell you start so i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> and i've been in it so i i i, I know the story but like, what exactly have you, what are the different emotions or different parts you've passed mm. that, you know, during this whole wait period that, you know, yeah. you yeah, can I talk think, to us about? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. I think especially when you said, what are the different emotions? Because I was already thinking about how I was going to get into this. There's a lot of things to say. Yeah. And time will never permit us to talk about all the experiences and the challenges that we deal with. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's always great to talk about the emotions first. I think so with waiting for me, um, I was one of those people that just wanted to have a child straight away when I get married. My husband mm-hmm. was different. He felt like, no, let us wait and things like that. So um, there was already that whole thing in the beginning about, you know, like I want to have a baby like yesterday. And mm-hmm. my husband was asking us to wait. Uh, so it wasn't a thing yet until maybe like a few years had passed down the line. And then we now started to think about it since, you know, hobby was now already that and it became a thing. And it's interesting because when you're growing up as a young girl in high school and stuff, you don't really see like this waiting thing as a thing. You see mm-hmm. all of those, your aunties or people ahead of you, you see them as, oh, you know, life is rosy, but you don't realize that, oh my God, like waiting for children, waiting to get married, waiting for a job, like it's actually a thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and I never really, it's not like I always excuse myself as part of the people that will go through this, but with everything in life, you just never know how life always goes. And so I, first of all, started getting frustrated. I was like, oh mm. my God. So I'm going to now fall into the category of people who, when, when did this, when did this feeling of feeling frustrated start um, for you? Like three years into four years into like, when did it, um, when did I you think start I'll say, pressure? Yeah, I'll say the pressure really started in the third year, th- three to four years of my marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, especially because, like, my husband and I, like, went through a lot. Like, I didn't get a job quickly. Um, so that, like, made me uh, depressed um, for a bit because I was looking for a job for a long time when I moved back, to, when I moved into the UK. Um, I mean, I lived in the UK for a while, but then I had to go back to Nigeria because of some issues with my immigration. And then while they came to join me in Nigeria, we got married. So I had to come back to join him and so coming into the uk i didn't get a job and stuff so that was already frustrating because while it was going to work i was just sitting at home i felt useless i was Mm -hmm. hanging out with friends that 
you know, they're talking about, oh, they're in the city, they're doing all this stuff. And I just felt like an Olodo. Sorry for people that don't know what Olodo is. I just felt dumb. Um, and so that was a frustration. Then on top of that, you're like, okay, if I can't get a job, okay, maybe God wants me to have a child. So I think mm, that that was even the reason mm. why my husband kind of felt like, oh yeah, let's do this. Because he just saw me being sad and feeling mm-hmm. like I was purposeless. And so he was like, oh, let's start trying for children. So it was when we now started and that was not happening again. So it was mm. like, it was like injury upon injury. Like you can't get mm. a job. You can't even have a child. Mm. Um, so that was the part that really hit me like deep. And I think, so you first of all go through a, an emotion of denial. Okay, mm. no, this, is, this can't be true. This is not me. And then you also go through a grieving face, which mm. is like, my god it's almost like when you when you have your period every month it's like somebody somebody felt like it feels like somebody died oh (laughs) you always have to mourn like every single yeah yeah Um, Mm. and so you're going through a grieving period then you now come to a place of acceptance and i think i will say that it's not so much acceptance or feeling defeated about it but it's Mm. just embracing your own reality and i think that's where i am right now um okay. and i would say i probably only got to this embracing reality like last year mm. um and so you go through an emotions of denial like i can't believe this is happening to me this is so weird i'm ashamed um uh, you know people that even got married like yesterday they're popping babies yeah uh you know even your close friends you have to start going to their showers you have to give yourself pep talk okay i don't want to make them think that i'm you know, I'm bitter. Even when you go on social media, you have to say congratulations because if you don't say it, it's like you're bitter. You just yeah. put a lot of pressure on yourself, even when people mm-hmm. are not putting that pressure on you. Yeah. Um, so I went to that phase of feeling jealous about my friends, feeling jealous about, oh, okay, even the young ones in my church, I just got married yesterday, they're having children. Um, mm. There was even a time like in my church where just our church was just growing then and it was a small church. And nobody had babies, so I didn't have any reason to be insecure or anything. Mm. And then there was now like an influx mm. of young people that joined and started having babies. Oh God. Mm. <laughs> that one just felt like hey. <laughs> it's like someone was just like calling you out. Oh, like the light is shining on you. That. Mm. It was mm. so bad. Like it was such a painful experience. And um I think I'll get to the part about society supporting us. Um, I'll put that separately so I don't mix things up. Okay. But so, um, and so you're dealing with all of this stuff and there are two sides to things. So I grew up in my family, like my dad really brought brought us up to be very strong, courageous. Um, I've watched my dad like deal with challenges and stuff. And I think part of that actually rubs up on me in how I deal with things. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually thankful for that upbringing because I feel like in some ways, some some part of those things has prepared me for now. Mm. Uh, some of the things I'm dealing with. However, I think that um, when I was um, always down at those times, my husband, thankfully, he's like a very, like my husband is so free, like free in the mm. sense that he doesn't allow things to weigh him down. So when me, I will be thinking about this stuff and sad about it. My husband is just, he was just like, like, so I felt there's one time we even had a quarrel because it was like, I feel like you're so, you feel so entitled to this. At the mm. end of the day, like, God has given us life and you should be grateful. And I will feel mm. upset that he doesn't understand he's mm-hmm. a man and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's saying all this stuff. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'm the one that has to deal with this shame and this mm-hmm. stuff of not being able to have children because whether you like it or not, it makes you feel inadequate. Mm. It makes you feel like you're disabled. Something is missing. 
yeah, something is missing. And of course, because where we come from in Nigeria, uh, barrenness is something that has such a huge stigma. Even though people still mm. say it now that, oh, you know, don't do this, but I don't think people really understand yeah. how um, how people who are waiting any capacity, even people that are waiting to get married, people don't yeah. understand like the deep things that you have to deal with. People just uh, could be dismissive about it or they don't mm-hmm. really understand. Um, and so um, I remember one time going to a church. I've been called out many times about, oh, this time next year, you're going to have your baby. Uh, and wh- tell me about when, that. Uh, <laughs> when you're doing so well, you're, okay, you're, you're trying to embrace your season. I mm-hmm. doing so well, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, somebody will call you out. And it's almost like they are waking that desire again. Yes. So, mm. And then when you're already doing better and they, wake, they awaken that desire, you start to check your period again every month. Mm. And then you start to... That's those feelings, yeah. Mm. Mm. I remember mm. going to a church. I would never forget, like, and this prophet, you know, was prophesying. He actually called me out and was like, you're going to have mm. twins, a boy and a girl. This time next year, you're going to come to the altar. Everybody was shouting. They were even calling me Mama Beijing. <laughs> stuff. That was like almost four or five years ago, actually. Um, and he was saying all kinds of stuff and things like that. And I remember going home excited mm. at that particular year. Oh, my God. I feel like that one was even worse. Because every month when I would be seeing my period, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm. just like crying. But when yeah. that happened to me, I think I just became hardened as soon as I recovered from that. I was like, nobody is going to tell me nothing. Nobody's going to, if you tell me, oh, Sean, this is your summer emoji. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. But I will not like internalize it or mm-hmm. like take it to heart because really mm-hmm. and truly, like God could be doing something in my life that is different. And I have to mm-hmm. begin to embrace that. And so after about, you know, three mental health breakdowns and just stressing, you know, and all kinds of stuff. I think you just learn that you have to survive in life. Mm. And so you have to guard your heart. You have to put boundaries. Mm. And you mm. just learn that nobody is going to come and save you except Jesus. Mm. And so you have to do what is best for you to be able to survive. What mm-hmm. is best for you to be able to live a life of gratitude in spite of these things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was after that whole grieving stage, it's like when David, after his child had died, even though he had begged God and he basically just cleaned his face and went to go and eat. Eat. (laughs) And I feel like that's what happens with the grieving stage. Mm. Um, And it made me also learn, one thing I've also learned about God is that crying doesn't necessarily mean that God is going to answer you and do what you want. Mm. Mm. Crying only Mm. means that you're emotional, you're human, express it. Um, It's great to have people you can express it to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to play with God's emotions and he's going to do something outside of his time. Mm. And I think that's where I learned to surrender. Mm. And I mm, learned to, and I learned to embrace my situation by also recognizing that it's okay to cry sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay to even fall, um, fall apart in front of people who do not even understand because it's my journey. It's my story. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm mm-hmm. dealing with. And as long as I don't pretend that this yeah. is not affecting me, and so I started speaking up about it. Mm. Um, and the more I started how has speaking up... How has speaking up about it been? Like, have you... Do you... So, so sometimes it's like you feel like you can... I can talk about this now. And then you talk about it. And then you... I don't know. It happens to me sometimes. I'll talk about something in my mind. And when I get back, I'll be feeling vulnerable. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, why did I say all that? <laughs> like, did I really yeah. need to put my business out there? And then I will now be wanting to retract and, you know, so how has that been? Like, I know you have been vocal about it and 
I think I had to. Did you feel released? Do you feel right? Yeah. I mean, I think I had to. The journey. Sorry. Yeah. I think I had to. I think I had to because um, I realized that it's not something that. I mean, many many people talk about it, but like you said in the beginning of this conversation, that people only talk about it properly when they've had their child. Yeah. And I think that that's the problem about yeah. society because yeah. it's the whole concept of let's just hide it now yeah when, when it happens then i will come out and but then that doesn't help people that are still waiting because yes. it's like you know you only build a desire for me to um and it also builds a culture of oh when i'm blessed i'm going to show you i'm blessed mm. but that's just not what life is about like we have down times and we have up times and you should be able to mm. share your up times and your downtime. and i think coming out about it the first time talking about it was hard you feel all kinds mm. of emotions like oh mm-hmm. even for the older generation might be like people don't talk about this like mm-hmm. why are you talking mm-hmm. about this and why are you putting yourself out there mm-hmm. um for people to be looking at you one kind of way but that actually brings freedom because yeah you're basically um disarming the enemy in yeah. that sense by telling him that no you're not going to keep me quiet and you're not going to keep me short and i'm not ashamed of you and so even when I put out videos, even till this day, when I talk about it, whether I like it or not, it's a sensitive matter. And I'm still going to feel a kind of way, whether it's for two seconds or three seconds. Mm-hmm. But I've realized and learned that I'm not going to allow that to keep my voice quiet about something yeah. that is very dear to my heart. And I specifically feel like many people will be able to relate to that are quiet behind the scenes. And I yes, think those are the people exactly. those are the people that I actually want to that I keep trying to reach out to, not the ones that are conspicuous and blah, 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 but are the people that are quiet that these affect, that they have a lot of um, persecution from their in-laws and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff that feel ashamed. Those are the particular mm-hmm. people. And I think keeping the focus at the back of my mind really helps me a lot. That yeah. even if people are yeah. going to be like, what's this about? I'm like, no, I'm a woman of pain, you know, that God is helping in some kind of way. I'm trying to reach out to another woman at the end of the stick, wherever she is in our home. Yeah. And so yeah. anybody that is between that space that doesn't care, that doesn't understand that thing, this is just you trying to show off or whatever it is, or you're trying to say something and whatever, that's their own problem because they cannot identify with this pain. Yeah. And so I will blind my eyes to those people. So I would say that it's really been liberating for me. And if anything, he's oh. giving me a sense of purpose and fulfillment and also just um, a reason to even embrace my reality even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I find that like in my own journey, I find that the support system. You're going to say something about support system. I find that support system like it's up and it's down. You know, mm-hmm. it's like one minute everybody's so supportive of the fact that you're <laughs> you're living your purpose, and you know, so many people telling you that you're not the only one. You know, we're all in this together. Like f- mm-hmm. for instance, I would say in church, nobody really talks about dating like what mm. what to do when dating what to do as a single they just say get married get married the, the period so you don't really have any guidance as to what am i supposed to be doing when i'm single or dating or with guys and everything but to now ask you the question like how has that been for you like church people just use like maybe one story hannah but what to do <laughs> during the waiting period you know what exactly. i mean like the support that comes the you know, um, asking the right questions. People, I know people ask very, so I've grown to the point where when those questions are asked, I know how to laugh it off or I know how to educate the person asking, but I wasn't always like that. So a lot of times Mm. I might get offended or I might retort something really mean back 
but now it's like you know like yeah it's like i dusted off my back like, you know forget yeah, you I get you you know so i, I wanted you. to ask you how has that been support from family friends colleagues like i know in the office like if i put on weight people will just say i have fat now and it's so it's so annoying and i wonder is it that they don't till now know mm. that you don't say things like that so you find even my own friends that are also waiting who are not as bold enough to, you know, have this conversation, you find people asking them very, what I call terrible questions. And mm. sometimes you have to understand that they're coming from a place of concern, from a place of yeah. care, that it wasn't meant to offend you, but so like, keep quiet. Haven't you learned up until now that you don't ask <laughs> someone who is married, do you have, do you have children now? Like you don't <laughs> ask such questions, but you know, they don't know that it's going to offend. You see what I'm saying? So how has that yeah. been for you? Um, there's definitely like a lot to say about support. I think, first of all, it's important, like I said, to understand that when people don't go through stuff, they don't understand. And the people who understand also are working on eggshells because they don't know how to support you. Mm. Uh, because you could be extra sensitive. Like for me, I, I discovered that when people are not calling me, calling up on me to check up on me, uh, I go into like a pity mode of nobody cares, you know, people don't realize that. Do they actually realize I've been waiting for this long? Nobody's even saying, is that who wanted to be in a pity party phase? But there's also like a thing where when people are now checking on you, you're now getting angry. I say, <laughs> oh, I, I was this because this thing, they're pitying me. Oh, I don't want to be pitying. And you see that the heart is just confused sometimes. The heart wants to be pitied, but he doesn't want to be pitied. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that we that are waiting, some people, yeah. as much as they want to help, it's also difficult. They don't know how to help. Mm-hmm. And also for the people that are trying to help, they have to understand that it takes a lot of wisdom. It takes a, lo- a lot of care um, to be able to support somebody. One of the things that I've come to realize, especially in the church, I think that because this is so stigmatized, uh, people still bring this whole traditional thing into the church. But if mm. you look at the Bible, even in terms of single people and the heart Paul had, um, he said, he made, and I'm just paraphrasing now, he made, he said something like, each person should embrace wherever that they are. He mm. says that whoever wants to be married um, shouldn't be quick to want to, like, you know, it shouldn't be a thing for, and if you are married, don't be quick to want to leave your husband. What that means is that anywhere that you are in life, embrace it. But I think the purpose of the church should be that if she, say you're single and I have children, you should be able to find fulfillment in supporting your sisters and brothers that have children. Yeah. So mm. maybe they want to go on a date, you take care of their children. That's how we serve each other. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. one that doesn't have children, I can serve my single sisters, take her on a date because she doesn't have a boyfriend for now. We can yeah. spend time uh, together and build our bond. Like that, and I think mm-hmm. that's how God... Um, desires for it to be that we're able to support each other in whatever phase but because that doesn't really exist that's mm. why people feel lonely in their journey in their and journey. um mm. and they feel they don't feel like they're being supported if we had a society or we had a good church where people understood that it's just a phase it's just a season oh boy yeah. is single if it's valentine's day okay oh god doesn't have a date oh my husband and i can take her out but the way we see yeah. it's like ah oh, no three is a crowd there's a lot of kind exactly. stuff that so goes on journey, like a very selfish journey exactly or, being selfless learning to yeah exactly I like and i feel like okay. if we're all doing that to each other like i feel yeah. like the journey will be less painful yeah you know you would have moments but you feel encouraged by your brothers and sisters because everybody recognizes that 
ah, season is different from season for each person. Yeah. And let me just try and support Ogo as she's waiting now. She so should support me as I'm trying to build my marriage. She knows that it's going to be hard for me to connect with my husband. So she'll take my yeah. kids and yeah. look after them for a yeah. while. That's yeah. how I believe yeah, God not every time prayer. She look our she look exactly. Our we do all exactly. pay so much attention to the <laughs> vulnerability as opposed to being just exactly. being available exactly I see. I see. and so all I of these prayers as much as they might be from a good place and stuff yeah. it still helps make the person feel like oh i'm still yeah. not complete there's still yeah. something missing in my life yeah there's still this and there's still that and i think speaking about family because family is so important um yeah i know that parents love us and all of that on um, and to be honest some people genuinely want you to have kids you know some parents want mm-hmm. you to have kids but i think and the passion of zeal for them not to feel ashamed or embarrassed that their daughter hasn't had children, you know, they might also put pressure on you without even realizing it and make life mm. a little hell for you. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want to be specific because I feel like, you know, my parents are very supportive. You know, my in-laws to some extent, they're supportive. And I've watched like terrible movies and stuff or heard terrible stories about how people's in-laws really Thankfully, I don't have those kind of aggressive kind of yeah. stuff going yeah. on. But there's still times where I do. I've had to have certain conversations, um, you know, saying, expressing that, okay, like, if I'm not enough for you, then I'm going to have to put a boundary and a barrier because I want to live my life in peace. I don't want somebody to keep putting whatever on me and asking me about children every day. I'm already thinking about it once in a while. Hey. And so you cannot, it cannot be more painful for you than it is for me. No matter oh, how yeah. much... You try to say, you know, mm-hmm. you, you care, but you, look, you cannot. Care, yeah. you, you cannot breathe. How they say, you can't grieve more than the bereaved. Yeah. If mm-hmm. it's like, come mm-hmm. on, I'll be crying, I'll be scared. People will mm-hmm. look at you and be like, and mm-hmm. even the person that lost their child, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't, and I think people need to understand that and appreciate that when you are constantly trying to ask, even from a friendship perspective, I know some friends want to ask, what's going on, you know, but it's also, you know, there has to be some caution there. Um, mm-hmm. I know for me, the way I react to things like that is that if I'm constantly speaking to a friend and that's what they're bringing to the table every time, I would retreat. You know, mm. I would just shut down because I'm like, okay, you're not seeing anything else that I'm doing or you're not seeing how I'm trying to be courageous and stuff. I know you're yeah. coming from yeah. a good place, but it seems yeah. like this is what you want because you're reminding yeah. me that, oh, I'm yeah. still praying for you. And I'm like, no, but yeah. this is not what I want to talk about because there's so much to talk about in life than this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the last point before you carry on that I want to emphasize on that has been one of the biggest challenge for me is that I realized that society, um, they, they cheer you on and say, they, they like people doing things, uh, well, they claim that they like to see people doing extraordinary things. So if they see you, uh, you're single, but you're still going after your purpose and your vision, that's the idea that people think in their head that they like to see because you're breaking ranks and you're breaking odds. But if I'm very honest, in reality, people say that that's what they want to see, but it's not yeah. necessarily what they, uh, they don't, when they see it happen, uh, yeah. they struggle with that because they feel like you're probably being fake. They feel like, oh, mm. there must be something you're hiding. You're not really happy. Um, mm. And so in doing that mm. kind of stuff and standing on that part, they don't really support you in the things oh, that I've are important people to say do. things like, this one, she won't go and marry. Exactly. <laughs> you get I Exactly. I can't please anyone. Yeah, I oh remember my, my brother's wedding. Like, uh, it was my brother's wedding a few years ago. And uh, this is me already dealing with the challenge that, oh my God, my brother is getting married. And that means that he's probably going to pop baby stone. 
and that even happened and i go to my brother's wedding and i'm dancing dancing like because for me like i'm very extroverted and i play a lot mm-hmm. so i'm dancing and then this woman just comes she's like ah you don't know you're a married woman look at you just dancing anyhow in this place and stuff and oh. Those kind of things. I didn't really get it. Yeah. I just laughed because you also have to look at the person who's saying it and you just yeah. like whatever. Yeah. But it's like those kind those of things. Those you're doing. Why? You would think that somebody should see you and be like, wow, like it's so inspiring. Like this it woman is, is joyful. Yeah. But society would say that that's what they expect, but it's a lie. But, you can't please them all. No, from reality. People can't. don't really know how to deal with when you are breaking ranks and you're breaking the odds and you're not mm-hmm. allowing your circumstances. People think that they will support you. But they yeah. don't. oftentimes I felt lonely in my journey. I felt mm-hmm. like everyone said to God, I'm like, God, like I'm being strong. I'm doing stuff and and yeah. I, I'm not getting the encouragement that I think that people should be like. Also, that might be a thing of pride, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. but as a, from a human perspective, you're like, I would expect people to cheer me and I'd be like, wow, like, you know, this is different because you've not yeah. had a baby like yeah. nine years. I'm so yeah. proud of you, Sean, and stuff, but it's not the reality of things yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, there's um, that thing we say that we, we say that we need to start looking at, I think two of us have said it, that we need to start looking at people that are saying it and disregard the ones <laughs> that are not. You know, like, exactly. you, maybe we've seen finish the people saying it. You know what I mean? Like, that your friend mm. is just so supportive, like she's the only one voice. And you know what, maybe <laughs> I should hold on to that one voice and leave all these other, you know, people that don't really um, um, care. But yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Totally. Please cut me yeah. up at any point in time because yeah. you also helped me to move the conversation. <laughs> yeah, the I really, I really, really appreciate your honesty and your openness. And I know that, like I was saying to you, even me, when I share some of my, my own with people, I'm like, oh gosh, why did I even say Like, You know how silence is? Sometimes you feel like silence is more powerful. Nobody really knows what you're going through. But really, when you speak, there's so many people who are in hiding, who are mm. like wearing a mask. Like you're trying to explain like, they're just wearing a mask. At least, thank God, ours is not a mask. But there's so yeah. many people just wearing a mask on the outside and then they go inside and they want to, like, beat their chest. Of like, course. why am I still living? Like, what's, exactly. what's the purpose of my life? Why am I still here? See, everybody. I remember when I used to think people would just enter a relationship two, three months, bam, engagement ring. I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that, they used to do it. Like, why am I always so tough until I had yeah. to start, you know, realizing that it's different. Like, we're all on our journey. And yeah. I love the fact that you're wearing your grace so well. Mm. Like you really are wearing your Thank grace. Well, you know, I say to God that I say to people generally that if he doesn't do it, will you flog him? Like, <laughs> you know, exactly. and then, you know, what's the alternative really? Like, okay, so. Uh, I, I love the, God. You know, you God know? is like a, God is like a boss. Like I love his, one of the character of God that I love so much is that, is that it's like, you know, when you see those slang in people that put on social and they say, oh yeah, come and beat me. I love that character of God because God is like a boss. He's like, okay, I'm not going to do this. So whatever. And I think that was what I I loved his interaction with Job so much. It's like Job had made all these men and then God comes on and says like, wait, so did you tell the skies where they should be? Excuse me. Are you the owner of this universe? Hmm. Do you know where it comes from? Please, brother, tell me. So hmm. you're sitting down here telling me about, do you know where the deer is? Do you know, how, please tell hmm. me how, how hmm. intelligent you are. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And one of the scriptures I love so much, it says that God's thoughts are far above us. Yeah. Hmm. I think you might think that a baby is what you need right now, but it's right. probably not. Right. You might think right. that a husband is what you think. You're not right. the God of the universe. Right. God right. sees everything. I think one of the battles that we have, I always say this thing so much is that if I was in a 
desert or I don't know if it's the right word, yeah, but if I was in a wilderness or whatever, and I was the only person there with my roof over my head, my food, wherever it is, I will probably not care whether I have children or not because I'm not, I don't have my, I don't have anybody to compare my life with. Right. All I know is that God is providing me with sun, sunlight today. He's providing me with food tomorrow. I don't have anybody to compare that. Oh, Ogo has a mansion or she has a right. husband. I would right. like be playing in the field. I'll right. wake up in the morning. Right, right. But it's because we live as a society and we don't want to accept the fact that all fingers are not equal. equal. We don't want to accept yeah. the fact that Life yeah. is not fair. People don't want to accept yeah. that about God. Like yeah. people think yeah, that. Yeah, they don't want to. So because because you say whatever you ask in my name, you shall receive. You know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do I receive my own? Yeah, you and know, if, if it takes a one bit tough of... one tough reality I came to life. I came mm-hmm. to I came to was that life is not fair. In this life, God does not promise us fairness, but He promises that at the end of the day, whether when we go to heaven, He will vindicate us. So people are always thinking about, oh, it's not fair. Oka is married with husband and children. Look at me, it's mm. not fair. You are, you are still sentimental and you are still, you're not seeing the mm. bigger picture. Mm. And you're getting hung up on what I would look like in this life. And mm-hmm. I think anybody that gets hung up on that is going to just be tossed down for you. You're going to be hit. Because even when you have children, there'll be something else that'll come. There's always exactly. something. And it's because we live in exactly. a society where there's so many people and so these are all the kind of stuff that I've had to travel and deal with in my mind and come mm-hmm. to a place where I'm like, God, I truly, even up until this day, I truly still desire. My desires uh, are still very much the same as I, when I first started. I want a mm-hmm. child or I want children. Um, and I so desire to be a mom. However, I flipped the script a little bit that this is my own story. And children will come when they want to come. And even if they don't come, glory be to God. But I'm not going to allow that to rule my life. Because at the end of the day, God is the one that gave me this borrowed breath. I could be dead tomorrow. Mm. My cousin that Mm. died of cancer many years ago, when she died, who's asking whether she was married and having children? Mm. It's not a thing. Mm. She died. All we remember from Mm. Dolu's Dolu's memory was that she blessed a lot of people. And so it's very easy for us to get hung up on things that are not important. Not yeah. that your uh, 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 um, needs are not, well, the things that we want is not valid. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not allowing that to control us. And I think yeah. society also needs to be able to encourage people who are going against the odd and yeah. are able to be joyful and not just see it as, hmm, I'm sure she's hiding something. <laughs> is she, I mean, there, 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 there are possibilities for people um, to... Uh, pretend like they're happy, which is also in the oh, same yeah, way. Oh yeah, we hear are, that. Like fake it till you make it. Like Instagram. It's the same way, now. exactly. Like, yeah. It's the same way that people <laughs> show that they have kids and stuff are also not happy in their marriage. They're not even happy, mm. you know. And so, but I feel like people should. For me, anyway, I would say that for people that are single and are waiting to be married, I think that the way friends and people in the church can support is look for the other things where that person shines. And encourage yeah. them in those things. Yeah. Look for the areas where they are thriving because for them to be doing those things, it's not easy. But for them to still be going against the odd and be right. doing that, you have to recognize that you can't dismiss that. It doesn't make sense. Mm. If you say, mm. if you say you truly love somebody, you cannot dismiss that. If you keep on hanging up on, oh, I'm praying for Oga to get married, I'm praying for Oga, yes, that is good. But if that's the only thing you say about that person, you're part of the problem. Right. You know, and you need to also adjust your own. Um, right, right, your own right. kind of microscope yeah. or whatever it is and see the bigger picture and encourage that person in the things that they are doing to make the world a better place because it's not yeah. easy to have so much pain 
to have right. a broken leg and to still be walking or be running walking. a marathon. Mm, mm, mm. So, so yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I know I've taken up your time, <laughs> but I'm so grateful because, you know, I, like I said, I can imagine the amount of people. I was just nodding as you were talking. I forgot that. It was audio land. <laughs> to hear, hear what I'm saying. I was just really nodding. So I can imagine the amount of people that are nodding as they're listening to this right now. And I'm really, really grateful. And I pray that your light will continue to shine and your smile will continue to be wide. Thank I love you, you very plenty. And thank you again. Yes. All the best. Thank you so much, Olga, for this. I really appreciate you inviting me on. I think with things like this as well, you think that, oh, you're inviting me to talk to people, but it also helps me reflect on my own journey. And also just even, you know, helps me to reflect on some of these things because you can just also go on life and forget. Um, And so finally, before I leave, I just want to pray for my sisters or even brothers, anybody who's waiting and it's hard, you feel ashamed, you feel like, oh my God, I just feel like just push yourself to God and find a more meaningful reason why you exist and throw yourself Mm. into that. that. Not that you should use Mm. that as a disability or a crutch, but I think that when you find fulfillment in doing other stuff, it helps the waiting period more um, lighter. You know, so be outward focused, don't be inward focused because inward focus is a trap. But when you're outward focused, you're running after people that you can love. How can I take a girl on a date? How can I get help this month? When people say, oh, thank you so much. I love you. And you yourself will be happy when you go home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we are going to bring you another edition because I still have a lot of questions I want to ask you, but I'm (laughs) going to keep it for another time. So tune in and stay blessed. Thank you, sis. Love you. Bye. All right, I love you. All the best (laughs) in your interview. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. All right, guys, that was amazing. I'm so blessed by that. I'm so, so encouraged, you know. Because like she said, the, the, we're all on different journeys. We're all waiting for something. There's always something to wait for. I think until you enter into that place she was talking about where you can identify something deeper, you know, that you are around for, a deeper purpose than just, you know, a child or marriage or a job or money, until you can identify that deeper reason, you're always going to be chasing, you know, like rat racing. You're always going to be rat racing. And I was really blessed by that, very encouraged. I, I was just nodding my head, really. As in, I was just nodding as she was talking. And I hope that, you know, it does the same for you listening, where you can actually just think, you're not the only one going through it. You're not the only one going through it. And I think that also helps. Anytime I remember that, we're so many with so many things in our lives, getting up every day and making life work. And I'm happy that she could talk about it while in it while in it, while still prospecting, while still faith in it, while still expecting it. And I just pray that, you know, it does the same for everyone in that journey, that you can get up, talk about your story and keep moving, you know, keep moving. Like it's not a stigma. It's not anything to be ashamed of. It's your journey and where it will. All right, guys, until next time, next week, I'm still learning this whole thing, but I'm going to get it right at some point. Thanks for listening. Bye.